What is your favorite thing about coming to church? What is the one place that you feel closest to God? Uh, tell us about a time where you questioned God and got an answer. What is your favorite attribute about God? Funniest blooper moment in your church life. What would your ideal Sabbath look like? All right, welcome to another episode of Table Talk. Today, we're going to be doing 10 questions in 10 minutes. Last time we had a rapid fire round, we were very pleasantly surprised by the response that we got from you guys. So we're back to do it again. Today, it's just Dave and myself. We are here on, it's a Saturday afternoon and we've finished church and we're just relaxing and we thought what better time to stop and push out another episode for you guys. So without further ado... We're going to put uh, we're going to put ten minutes on the clock, starting now. now. So ten questions, ten, no ten church questions in ten minutes. First one, Luke. What is your favorite thing about coming to church? For me, it's got to be the people. As an extrovert, the the fellowship is just it's what I come for. Like yes, I come to worship God, but the the fellowship for me is the 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 shining moment. That's the thing that I enjoy the most and really get a big kick out of. Yeah, I wish you could see his smile as he says that too. He's very proud of the fact that he's an extrovert. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, so what about you? Well, let's go. Number two, what is the one place that you feel closest to God? Okay, for me, that's a very easy question. Um, I, I love being with God in multiple areas and multiple spaces. I love being with God with people. I love being with God alone. Uh, I love being with God in my Bible, but for me, the place that I feel closest to God is when I'm out in nature on my own, just lapping up my surroundings and just talking to God out loud as if he was you know, my best mate and he was there with me and we were just going for a walk together, going hiking, going swimming, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. For me, that's where I, I really connect. You know, Sometimes I'm studying the Bible and, and I'm finding you know, knowledge and I'm, I'm absorbing these things. But then when I go out and I walk with God and I talk with Him and I share back the things that I'm learning about Him as if I'm having a conversation with Him, it's like it goes from my head to my heart. And so that, for me, that's great. When I you first that. started doing that, did you find that that, was, that that felt strange, talking to God out loud? <laughs> Look, I don't feel strange about it when nobody's looking, <laughs> but it's a totally different story. Like now that I live like in a township, like it may only have like 30 houses or something, but living in a township i have to walk past people's front doors to get to the bush when i go for my like morning walks or whatever so yeah that's so awkward (laughs) kind of you kind of uh either talk under your breath or you know talk in your head until you get out into the open space (laughs) all right question three Uh, tell us about a time where you questioned god and got an answer Mm. well for me i was just gonna rewind back and I I was at a place in my life where I was I think I was probably 19 or maybe 20 and I was really challenged as to the path that God wanted my life to take as particularly regarding the work that I was doing because things weren't going well and I was having a lot of trouble with it and I remember that at that point I had a little bit of debt and I was and I just prayed and I said, God, I really need a sign to know what to do. And I know that God doesn't always uh, answer in the way that we expect him to. And at that point, I felt like he had done a lot of not answering me. Hmm. But at that point, because I was in a in a tough position, I just prayed and I said, Lord, if you really want me to keep doing this, I, I put a, a specific figure on it. I said, God, I need this much money by this date. Hmm. And if I don't have that, well, then I'm just going to take that for what it is and I'm just going to go and do something different because obviously this is not where you want me. And the amazing thing was that when I got to that date, it was the, the figure that I got 
as of that day, was almost exactly to the dollar what I had asked God for. Wow. And that for me, that was the moment where I just said, okay, all right, it's time to, time to stop questioning and just mm. keep going. And that was uh, that was a long time ago now and I'm still going. So. That's amazing. Mm. Praise the Lord. Yeah, amen. Mm. So, okay, number four, uh, number four. Yes, number four. What is your favorite attribute about God? Yeah, okay. So, obviously, that's difficult to answer with one thing because God is, you know, amazing in so, on so many levels. But I think probably the thing that resonates the most with me is his unswerving faithfulness. Mm. Um, you know, like, I think all of us have messed up pretty severely at times. I feel like that's the story of my life. Um, and yet, no matter how much I mess up, I realize that it doesn't change God's view of me. Mm. And that, you know, like, I, I'm almost in tears just saying that, like, the fact that he cares about me in spite of me, it just amazes me nonstop, you yeah. know? Anytime you stop and you meditate upon the cross event, yeah, it's just, yeah, anyway, I need to stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, a little bit of a lighter question this time. Uh, funniest blooper moment in your church life, Luke? Oh. I, Come I, on, uncover <laughs> it. I, I shudder just thinking about it, but when we were talking about the questions and this question come up, you, you know, you have those memories that just come full force into your mind. I'm like, oh, yes, I remember that again. <laughs> but I was, uh, I, I, again, I, I, we're probably going back to my early 20s and I was just getting really involved in church. And so at that point, I probably still had a reasonable amount of pride in my heart. And so I cared what people thought of me, you know. And I was up the front of church and, and it was my responsibility to have the main prayer in the church service. Okay. And we had a visiting speaker. The visiting speaker's name was Dr. Harley Stanton. And uh, Harley, if you're listening, thank you for this moment. <laughs> and I, I knelt down and I started to pray and I built up to the moment in the prayer where I was going to pray for Harley and his sermon. Yep. And I prayed for, uh, and Lord, please uh, bless, brother. <laughs> uh, no, please bless. And I would pause there and my brain went totally blank. I had no idea what the guy's name was. <laughs> and as soon as I realized that I had no idea, I thought, okay, I'm going to avert disaster here. And so I had a mid-prayer pivot. And so I went, Lord, please bless all of us that are gathered here worshiping this morning. And so I continued to pray down that particular line. And then I circled back around to this praying for the preacher thing, which I, was supposed, well, I knew I was supposed to do. And Lord, please bless all those that weren't able to be here today because I just to I just totally jammed every time I got to his name I jammed, and I tried at least three times and then I got to the place where I was just like I, I had nothing left that I could pivot to pray for and so I went with Lord, this is one of those moments that everyone is terrified of when you're praying in front of others and you cannot remember the name of the person that you're supposed to be praying for. So, Lord, whoever it is that's speaking today, the guy that's behind me right now, please bless him. And, uh, I, and from behind me, I heard him chuckle and he said, Harley Stanton. Uh, Harley Stanton, yes, Lord. And so then I continued. I finished the prayer. I was red-faced. And then I promptly got off the stage. That was, that was my... Uh, that was my moment but since then this is probably close to 10 years ago now i've never once forgotten his name since <laughs> dr harley stanton <laughs> oh that's funny yeah all right so um number six what would your ideal sabbath look like dude 
would it look like the nature thing that we were talking about before? Yeah, it definitely would have nature theme. It definitely yeah. would have a like close friends theme. Hmm. Um, I think some of my my best Sabbath memories come from Sabbaths where I've been at a camp. There's been a wonderful Bible study time. You know, like we've had like a really good discussion. There's there's a campfire. It's winter probably, um, and then we've gone for like a walk either before or after lunch. Uh, you know, up a creek, climb a waterfall, whatever it happened to be. And I'm just having like this, you know, really nice, deep spiritual conversation with someone that I just feel so close to mm. on the way back to the campsite. Mm. Yeah. Those kind of Sabbaths, they're, they're the ones I, yeah, I mm. really resonate with. Yeah. Well, we didn't really need a motor on if we're going to make the 10-minute mark. Okay. Uh, tell us about the first Bible study you ever gave. Okay. So for me, I remember this because we had a small group and the guy that was leading the small group, Glenn, hi Glenn again, if you're listening, (laughs) but the guy that was leading the group, he left and there was no one to continue on. And all the people that were in the group, nobody felt like they could really do it. And I felt for some reason, I don't even know why, but I felt like it was somehow my responsibility because otherwise the group was going to have to close. And we had a really good group dynamic. We just didn't have someone to teach. And so I remember the first one that I prepared was on um, hope, the blessed hope. And I remember going through and spending hours on preparation for it because I was so terrified of this Bible study. And I remember it went well. The people contributed well. They were gracious to me. <laughs> and um, But that was the start. I, I have That was really the beginning of me giving Bible studies and doing that ministry. And that was an awesome experience. Awesome. Mm. Yeah, great. Mm. So number eight. Eight, sorry, eight. So what is your favorite sermon that you have delivered? I'm thinking about this, and I don't really know how to answer that question uh, accurately. There's been a lot. I would say the last one I delivered was probably one of my favorites because it was uh, we're preaching at the moment through the Sermon on the Mount. Um, it's, the sermon series is called Revolution on the Mount. I highly recommend you go and listen to that. It's on the Hinkler SDA Church website. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was probably one of them. Uh, probably, I think, one of the memories that sticks, though, is I was preaching this particular Sabbath. The prelims went incredibly long. I stood up to preach, and it was 12 o'clock. And I knew I could not preach a full sermon, so I left my notes. I stood up, I prayed, and I was in my head while I'm praying. I'm like, God, what do you want me to say? And I preached like a 20-minute sermon or something like that on Isaiah 53, and it was just, it was really spirit-filled. That sounds awesome. All right, we've got like 30 seconds. I don't know whether we can do this. Let's try. Uh, Do you arrive at church late or early and why? Uh, I generally arrive at church close to being on time, but for me, that's late because for me, half an hour early is on time. Yeah. And so I like being there early, but as a family man, that means that things don't always go according to plan. And that's one of the things that God is teaching me is just okay. 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 (laughs) All right. And uh, last question. If you could change one thing about church, what would it be? Just one? Yeah. Seriously? Just one. Just Just one. one. Uh, All right. Uh, One of the little... Ding, 10 minutes. We're into overtime. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) All right. One of the little uh, niggly things that annoys me about um, church is formalities that we don't explain. So, for example, sometimes in church, uh, in in our church, one thing that we do is we have a silent prayer at the beginning of the service. Brilliant idea. Hmm. Opportunity for us to, you know, in in our own personal hearts to surrender ourselves to God and prepare ourselves for worship. Brilliant idea. But nobody announces it. And so if I walked into this church and I had never been to a church before... I wouldn't have a clue what's going on. Everyone so, just goes dead quiet. Yeah, so for yeah. me, that, that kind of annoys me. So I would, I would change that by making the, the points in the service that differ from you know, general gatherings very clear what we're doing so that people can act intelligently. 
Good, great point. No. Yeah. So, well, we pretty much did it. So, we went a bit over the 10-minute mark, but we pretty much made it. Not so bad, not, not bad. Not bad. Better than last time. Last time, we, we tried to do 12 in 12, and we ended up at like 14 and a bit or something like that. But I think we did pretty well. Yeah. Uh, so, right. so, maybe if people like this, we yeah. could do we could switch it up and do it the other way around. Then I could ask you the questions you asked me, mm-hmm. and you could ask me the questions I asked you. Yeah, absolutely. So if you would like to hear the questions reverse, so Dave answers the questions that I, I was asked and vice versa, tell us in the comments, be that on the post or on the Facebook page, wherever it is, tell us that that's what you want to hear. So Cool. All right. Thank you. I'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye.